Hello, welcome to an all new Marvel cast, exposure to the next hub of all things Marvel, a place to talk about everything MCU and beyond, from Avengers and Defenders to Caroline Trainer and Serena Patel. I'm Ashley Hobley, Explosion Network's resident-friendly neighborhood podcast host, and joining me today, Ultimate Karen Marshall. Oh god, uh, the introing, um, I don't know what else to do. Fuck, I know, I know, I know, poetry! Um, I don't pay attention to the world ending. It has ended for me many times, and began again in the morning. Also joining us is Tosh and Blind. Spider-Man, my worst enemy, I'm gonna kill Spider-Man, Spider-Man the worst, P.O.F. 5 Spider-Man, Spider-Man's my friend, I hate Spider-Man, kill my daddy, kill my dad, he'll kill my dad! <laughs> wow, we're on fire from this episode. <laughs> Alright, so having worked it out today, we're talking about Spider-Man 2. Released 2004, directed by Sam Raimi. Screenplay by Alvin Sargent. Story by Alfred Goff. Miles Miller. Michael Chabon. Uh, based on Spider-Man by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Starring Tobey Maguire, Alfred Molina, Kirsten Dunst, James Franco, Rosemary Harris, and J.K. Simmons. Peter Parker is dissatisfied with life when he loses his job. The love of his life, Mary Jane, and his powers. Amid all the chaos, he must fight Dr. Octavius, who threatens to destroy New York City. Uh, Dylan, what do you memory is of Spider-Man 2? What did you think of the film on this rewatch? Uh, I'm, I'll just say, if you listen to this, presumably you listen to part one, so for the sake of, like, not <laughs> on about the same points, um, I had this, I just grouped one and two of these films as both good memories from my childhood, and I still enjoyed this one. I think this one is still better than the first film. Um, I think the thing that may come to a shock to the system for years on the rewatch is it is still primarily a romance <laughs> at the heart of everything, um, rather than a big villain wanting to take over the world superhero movie, which maybe in everyone's rose-tinted glasses view back at the film, that's kind of what it is. But all these movies come back to actually just being the romance is like sort of the, the center point. Um, I enjoyed it. I still think the action scenes are good. Uh, well, you know, with an allowance for they're a little bit aged or whatever. The special effects, I still think, look pretty good. Um, what's his face? How do you say his name? L. Alfred Molina. L. Yeah, yeah, he's still really good at Doc Ock, Doc Ock. Obviously, he's the the standout in this movie, and we know we're going to get some more of him soon. So it was good to you know do this rewatch and get an idea of what his performance was like in this, playing that role. So I can have that in the back of my mind coming into seeing that character again and have that little bit of comparison as we come into No Way Home. But um, no, I, I still really enjoyed it. All right. I mean, it's got some really silly moments. I'll chuck that out. So, yes, I'm aware there are some really silly moments and <laughs> comedic things that are and whatever else. But, yes, I still enjoyed it. All right. Kieran, what are your memories? Especially, I'm interested to hear your thoughts after you, like me, dislike Spider-Man 1. 
on rewatch. Uh, yeah, uh, memories are good overall. I think I Spider Man Two was from memory my favorite of the three, um, and I don't know if that's just because of the movie or the fantastic video game that was alongside this that I played the shit out of um, for for much of that time period. Um, but no, this, this one was probably the standout where it was like, okay, kind of back in the, like, you know, originally the premonition was like, okay. They kind of figured out more and kind of got their feet a little bit more with this. Um, uh, this movie, I feel this movie gets, it gets Spider-Man better or, or kind of, um, like it, I like the Spider-Man parts more and I like the, the Doc Ock interactions a lot more, um, I just hate everything to do with Peter Parker in this movie. Like, I really just don't like Tobey Maguire in the role as Peter. I don't know what it is. It 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 it's almost as if the script writers were at odds with the script writers of the original, and I can't and I don't realize if it's the same script writer it's for different. both. But it's a different because, like Spider Man One, so clearly ends with Peter being like, "Hey, MJ." I can't do this. Like, I get it. You've just poured out your heart and soul to me. I can't do this. Like, this isn't a thing I can do. And then all of this movie acts like he never had that opportunity. And like, as if he's still like a lovesick puppy dog chasing after her. And it's like, no, you you made this decision. Like, you made the decision that it's too dangerous for her and that you're going to have these people chasing after her if you if she gets involved. And you decided no. And now you can't be going around and doing this bullshit all the time where you're like, oh, how can I start talking to what was apparently my best friend again? Oh, I'm going to start reading poetry. Because you know what? Women love poetry and I need to know how to talk to them women's. And I'm just going to start randomly blurting out poetry at this random freaking... Oh, don't... I was so... At a party I'm working at? Yeah. Yeah, at a party I'm working at where you've just seen that she has a astronaut boyfriend and <laughs> has just been presented to the entire party and it's just ah, uh, it's just so frustrating. Just just a, a lot of Tobey Maguire's performance in this to me is just very frustrating. I understand if it's just, you know, the Raimi type of humor or he's going for that creepy nature to him, but I don't know about creep. Uh, don't know, going for the creepy nature, but he's trying to do socially awkward, and it just goes that too far and lands a little bit in in creepy and weird. Um, also, I think the storyline. I actually thought I remember originally thinking the storyline about Peter kind of not losing his powers, but his powers not functioning correctly was a good storyline and done well on this. I feel like now that they've took another shot at it in Far From Home, like I think the Far From Home version of the same kind of through point is just done so much better like, and i think maybe that's just because it is i don't know i think it almost goes back to him being one that produces his own web so the web functionality is part of it and everything i don't know it's just i think i like it when with the tom holland and with the the, the mcu version because like the spidey sense is kind of so is actually a part of that character it works out well um yeah, no, but everything Spider-Man wise, like I think the train scene is super iconic. Um, you know, uh, it's kind of stupid that Peter Parker pretty much tells a doctor that he's Spider-Man at one point. Um, thought that was kind of dumb. No, he didn't. Just... He was talking about his friend. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was talking and, about uh... in his dream. 
it's in fine. his dream, in his dream. And um, yeah, James Franco was whatever the hell that storyline is because that's super weird. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. After being kind of disappointed with one, you know, last week, we'll say I remember watching this in the theaters. Loved it. Got it. Had it on DVD on repeat all the time. Um, I think this is like it still holds up. I think you know this one manages to find that balance between like the the campy jokes and the and those kind of things and like um you know definitely lands more. Um. I just, yeah, again, you know, this, I feel like, obviously, this is the p- version of Peter Parker that we don't really get in the other two iterations, where he's the, he's got the Parker luck, you know? If he didn't have bad luck, he'd have no luck at all. It's like everything pretty much goes wrong for him. He's in the crappiest situation possible all the time. Um, you know, he's always late to everything, you know? It definitely feels like that version of the comics, which I appreciate, um, you know, and, and you know... <laughs> Again, like, we have this cool villain, Dr. Octopus, um, which I will say, it's kind of interesting watching these, again, so closely together, where it, it, they're very similar, actually, Green Goblin and Dr. Octopus, both people that have kind of lost their minds and, like, are talking they, to themselves. I wish Dr. could have just been a villain. Like, he didn't need some kind of ulterior thing talking in his mind you know for green goblin that was the other version of the green goblin talking in harry and um no but see norman osborne was a dick to start off with so whereas dr octavius was a nice dude no he was just trying to create fusion no but like you could have just you could have still had the same kind of (laughs) you still could have had the same deterioration of mentality without having the octopus they're literally doing the Darth Vader storyline in one movie, though. Good guy, corrupted to evil, comes back at the end, it becomes a goes back to the the light side, saves the day, yep. dies a hero, dies a hero, kind of. Uh, but yeah, all that kind of stuff really worked. Like the, a lot of like the, I think the action scenes obviously much improved on the first one. Um, yeah, I, I I think the chemistry between I think the Mary Jane Peter thing was like I I was on board with this film. Yeah, uh, I I appreciate, it. even though Peter awkward as hell. It's like, sure, you know, it's like you know it, it's wrong for you, but you know you can't help yourself. You know, you want to move on, but you can't, and that's for good reason. But he's not trying to move on. He's not trying to move on. You don't know. It's been two something years between films, right? At least a year. You'd have to assume. No, there's no, there's no definite like. This well, is the, how long this has been. Art May says it's been two years since Ben was taken from them. So, and you would presume a, probably a year goes by in the first movie at least. I guess, yeah. So at most a year. You know, so Spidey's been going around for a year doing stuff. Um, yeah. but it feels like it also feels like Doc Ock is like only his second major villain, which is to me kind of strange. Speaking Not of strange. Not a Doctor Strange, but yeah. <laughs> no, that's already taken. You know, that was... <laughs> what a tie-in. <laughs> you know, seeing as we've got Sam Raimi coming back to do Doctor Strange in Multiverse of Madness, which might pull into this film. Who knows? Craziness. Craziness is coming. Um, but yeah. Like, I, I just think, you know, the, uh, I find the Doctor Octopus thing like kind of interesting. Like, yeah, he's losing his mind, and then, you know, he's he wants to follow his dreams... <laughs> You know, but you know, his push goes too far. 
And really, he only targets Spider-Man because uh, James Franco tells him to. So, you know, he wouldn't have been gotten Spider-Man involved at all if if, if Harry had just given him whatever he needed. <laughs> and then they'd all I don't be know. dead. I, I think the, you could still have the exact <laughs> same storyline, but instead of instead of having the octopus limbs freaking could, like corrupting him, just be like the dude is just going mad with grief because of the like little uh, yeah. I, I wish that was something they explored more because obviously they set up his relationship with his wife at the start. Like know. it's 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 kind of understandable if you go okay, he's mad with grief. Who does he turn to blame? He turns to you know blame everybody else, blame the rest of the city. Blame Spider-Man, turn around and blame Osborne and force Osborne to help him, you know, try and make it right or whatever. And then, you know, have that moment at the end where he comes to and realizes not this is not what my wife would have wanted and still have the same mm. kind of story arc in there. Yeah. Now that you mention it, that is a missed opportunity in this film. Um, yeah. How do we feel about... <laughs> Obviously, I th- thought it was interesting, like, the whole thing with Mary Jane being an actress and, like, she's actually doing stuff and that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah. And the whole... All the comedic scenes, I think, or comedic-ish scenes were quite amusing. Like, the opening of this film is, like, a lot of fun. Uh, you know, with Peter having to try and keep his job. He used to get across the city in eight minutes or less. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, you're fired. Is that that Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie? Yeah, Rush. Yeah. Uh... Rush. Except he's got a motor on his scooter. That's the difference. Yeah. 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 I just like how he begs the job. Hey, Mr. <laughs> Mr. <Please>. Whatever. <laughs> I need this job, please. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, like, come on. Is it really that hard? Also, <laughs> it's a cheap-ass job like that. It's it's also a uh, yeah, super, according to... <laughs> well, super minor thing, but uh, Doc Connors fired him from a job in the first movie, and now Dr. Connors is his uh, college... Um, professor. Was, was, was like, that a thing? Was that a throwaway line in the first one? That was a f- throwaway line in the first one, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe Doc Connors maybe got was like fired a from his aide. job and then he had like to a, take up a... He was like a student aide during the first year of uni or something. He got fired because it was unreliable. I completely forgot that they even had Connors like name-dropped as his professor in this and everything like that. Makes you wonder if they'd gone to a fourth, fifth, sixth movie. Well, they went through the effort of, and they went through the effort of him not having an arm in this one and stuff, like making sure it's got the. Yeah, he doesn't have an arm. Like his, uh, his like sleeve is folded up and everything. Spoilers! Did you just say he's in the third one? I don't remember that either. Yeah, from what it says on Wikipedia. (laughs) By the way. The one little thing before we head into three next week, I just want to point out since we're talking about who wrote these films, Sam Raimi, the only one he actually wrote, is the third one. So oh, get excited for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse. Oh no! <laughs> You're gonna have Doctor Stephen Strange dancing down the street. <laughs> well, uh, it's interesting that there's still a lot of those kind of moments in this. You know, there's the moment where he's like, after he's given up being Spider-Man, he's walking down the street too. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Yeah. There's a full on like freeze weird freeze frame moment. Yeah. It's like what it's, even though we haven't watched three, but watching that I was like, Oh, was this actually maybe I'll think more about it when we get to that moment in three, but I'm like, was that moment in three then created on purpose to be the counterpiece to that happy mo happy song moment in this one? Like is that is that is why that they the did thing? it? Yeah. Maybe. 
I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. So how do we feel? You know, how do we, how do we feel about Peter and MJ? You know, are we happy they got together? No. Kieran, I yes. you know what? I can't believe that MJ let it get to the wedding before <laughs> she decided that she was going to run off and go find Peter. I was like, what the fuck? After the moment you had at the end, like you took this long. Come on, woman. I get it. It's writing is for drama. It is for drama and everything, but still. The only thing that does pop is the go get him tiger is still pretty. I'm just a girl looking at you, boy. Yeah. Looking out a window. (laughs) Like how they finally get back together and then the first fucking police siren that goes. (laughs) Go get him, tiger. Uh, all right, let's let's get into building the multiverse. Obviously, we've got Alpha Molina as Doctor Octopus, first appearance, The Amazing Spider-Man number three, July nineteen sixty-three, uh, created by Stanley and Steve Ditko. Obviously, Alpha Molina, great. I don't think we've got any issues. You know, he has some great zingers and that kind of stuff. You know, a very menacing. He's not like what we would think of as an MCU villain now. I don't think, uh, but you know, he's got presence and like obviously, um. You know it, all the stuff with the 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 uh, tentacles and stuff. It's like tentacles are pretty cool for their day when you consider. Like, I still wise. think they look very cool. Like, yeah, when he's standing there, because I'm stuff I'm pretty sure the a fair po- amount of it was like pretty practical. Like, yeah, like except for uh, like wide shots and that kind of stuff, robotic stuff or whatever. Anytime um, they were yeah, close, yeah. They reminded me of Velociraptors, especially at the start there when he's mm. like. He arrives at the place and he's like, "What have I done?" and all that, and they just like keep coming up close to. Him. He's like, "You should be buried at the bottom of the ground or whatever." And like one like comes up to his face, he's like, like <laughs> "Well, if okay. if anybody ever needed like a reason or inspiration to be like, okay, why should there be like horror superhero movies? Just show you the scene in the um the, <laughs> the opera- hospital in the hospital with the operating yeah. theater. Like that yeah. shit is. How did uh, no- couple- and nobody else notice that happened? I don't know. It's a couple blood splatters short of a horror movie scene, though. Yeah, like it's pretty violent oh. without the blood. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, and it you had can to be tell PG, that's so. the most. <laughs> it's also the most Sam Raimi shot sequence in the whole movie because they do the whole thing he does in the Evil Dead, where the like the the arms coming to get someone, and it's a camera POV like going across the ground, like you see it from the arms thing, or like just, somebody crawling towards the chainsaw and stuff. Yeah, trying yeah, the, the chainsaw, chainsaw. I was like, yeah. come on, that's totally a reference. <laughs> also, minor another Bruce Campbell. Uh, yeah. Bruce Campbell's in every fucking Sam Raimi movie. <laughs> I can't remember who he is in the third one, but I'm going to have my eye yeah. up. So, Sam Raimi plays uh, the, the Usher, who doesn't let Peter into the play. Oh, you mean Bruce, Bruce Campbell does, not Bruce, Sam Raimi? Bruce Campbell? Yeah, yeah. Bruce Campbell plays the Usher, who refuses Peter entry in the in the, yeah. the movie, uh, the play. You know? That's a funny scene, too. It is quite amusing. Might, wanna, might want to fix your shoe. No, I might want to fix your tie. Well, Can't come in. Fuck off. <laughs> or whatever, you know what I mean. He doesn't actually say anything until... It's funny, though. It, it's just quite, you know, amusing and that kind of stuff. Uh, also, shout out, uh, who was... Um, uh, who was... Emily Deschanel from Bones fame uh, was yeah. the receptionist at the start. Uh, I feel like Daniel Day Kim yeah, was one of the... He was uh, Otto Octavius's assistant. I laughed about the her thing though because she, I only think of her as like bones, just like very uh, 
the like normal, or I don't know what, like prim proper sort of character or whatever. Like she speaks smart and everything. Whereas in this, she's playing this like chewing gum receptor. Like, it's late. I'm not paying. Like, <laughs> like not used to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's pizza time. Yeah. The, yeah. Everybody kind of big who was kind of in the background. Like Joel McHale was the bank teller at the bank. That's true. Yeah. yeah. He was looking young. Very young. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so obviously. <laughs> there was no one. Hold on. There was no one I spotted. I just remember. Uh, Chloe Dykstra is on. Yeah, the Chloe train. Dykstra is one of the plane train passengers with uh, Dan Hinks from Evil Dead and that kind of stuff, and Joey Diaz. Uh, I feel like he's in like The Sopranos. Yeah. And yes, Joe Rogan Sopranos, podcast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wish Joe Rogan was on that train and it ran him over. <laughs> Oh, and he lived, but he learned his lesson. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sorry, sorry. Just to please, just what? Which lesson's that? Not to platform just, fucking pieces of shit on his stupid fucking podcast. Yeah, how about that? I think podcasts were a thing in two thousand four. Yeah. Also, yeah, don't know how getting run over by a train is something that would really teach that lesson. <laughs> it's, it's karma. <laughs> I don't know. Uh. I guess might as well quickly touch on it. Dylan Baker as Kurt Connors, who would go on to become the Lizard, uh, at least in the comics, first appeared in The Amazing Spider-Man number 6, November 1963, created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Probably more relevant to bring up, because obviously we got another iteration of Kurt Connors later in the books. Uh, the the movies. In the books. Yeah, in, in the books. In the books and the movies. Uh, actually, bring it back to Alpha Marine now. What do we expect from him in Far From Home? Uh, no way home. Fucking hell. All these stupid movies. <laughs> what do we expect from Alpha uh, Molina in No Way Home? Because obviously, he's not really a really. When you think about it, he's not a bad guy in this movie. <laughs> he's obviously being manipulated by the tentacles. So, like. Is it. This, this is why yeah. when we were talking about it last, I said I was intrigued to find out if it's going to be the exact same version. Or it's a different universe version where it is actually him and he's just bad. Because if it is somehow this universe's version that's got pulled out of time or some weird shit like that, then it's like, okay, well... It doesn't really well, make a lot of sense. It doesn't make sense because... At least he's getting pulled sure. in and needs to be captured Spider-Man to take the parry. Yeah, yeah. Something. I think the thing is, right, there is almost a... There is also an almost a knowing tone to how he says hello there, Peter, that is almost like if Tobey Maguire isn't opposite him at that point. Doesn't it, make sense. It doesn't make sense and it just feels wasted. Um, what if Alpha Moline is there to help? We assume he's going to be a bad guy in this, right? Yeah, yeah we're assuming, yes. Yeah, what if he's he there to help? He could be there to help. That'd be cool. But well, how did he, he help? He got did pulled he... into this universe because he got into that fusion thing. You know, and it I was going to say teleported the- him into the multiverse. How'd the Green Goblin get there? I don't know. Magic. <laughs> well, <laughs> the Green Goblin is re- look. Nobody in this movie seems to. Nobody in this universe understood what the Green Goblin ever was because now the Green Goblin version of Osborn is turning up in mirrors and you know, laughing at his son. And baiting him into finding his secret lair. Harry's just losing his mind. He just found out that 
his best friend is Spider-Man. And Spider-Man didn't have time to tell him, no, I did not kill your dad. Uh, he killed. He accidentally got killed himself by... He used to but be... But that's the, because he promised... He promised uh, that he wouldn't tell Harry. He could have just said, Harry, it was an accident. Wasn't he, me. He got hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just, you know... I couldn't save him, him in time, you know? Left him in the I, Green Goblin suit. Just just drop him there. Just like, whoops. Yeah. Also, yeah, just, just a minor point. Whoever had to... Who, look, it's clearly a villain who has put all those grenades separately spaced on shelves because that'd be a pain in the fucking ass to do. Would be <laughs> Too much time would be t- taken done that. And it's it a pissed. custom-built shelf. So they all have little pockets so the grenades don't roll on the bench, obviously. They all mm. need like little holes so they stand where they are. But do you really just gonna like one by one like little little? I'm sure it would be that hard to get. I'm sure they've got like uh, stands for like baseballs or something. Like you yeah, get a lot of baseball signed or something, like a display cabinet. Yeah, yeah. just go into the shop. Can I have an extra large baseball shelf, please, sir? Oh, you're a baseball <laughs> collector. No. <laughs> Somebody actually, call nine one one. Actually, it's America. They've, they've probably got grenade cabinets. <laughs> yeah. That's probably a thing, right? True. <sighs> All right. So the Stanley sighting for this week. Lee repeats his son- Spider-Man stunt with another another innocent person during Spider-Man's first battle with Doctor Octopus in a blooper scene that appears. It appears an extra on the film's DVD release. Lee has another cameo saying, look, Spider-Man stole that kid's sneakers. The, it's a blink and miss it one in the movie, or it even was. more so than the first one. The first one, you have at least, it's, you can see his face. This one, the camera's um, from a, a higher angle when he pulls away, and the shot is literally probably less than two seconds, I think. So, yeah. yeah. Definitely. And that's been your Stanley signing for this week. Uh, Dylan, what's the most marvelous moment from Spider-Man 2? Train sequence. Are we all picking the same thing? Come on. I think, yeah. Um, it's it's, it's yeah. the train sequence. It's the train sequence. It's the most talked about, famous scene from the movie, obviously. Um, it's still quite funny. That, like his face where he's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's full on. But um, no, I, I think it's like, maybe it's less... If you want to pick, like, the whole thing's great. Fight through to the finale. But I guess the most marvellous moment would be just the 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 way that people react to him and the kids pass their masks back and everything like that. And um, Spoilers for uh, Wink Wink Nudge Nudge. It was reminding me of a certain uh, PS5 game of recent, a similar moment. Wink Wink Nudge Nudge. Um, but yeah, mm. that would be my pick. Kieran? Was it the train scene? <laughs> it, it's the train sequence. I think it's hard to go elsewhere. I always find it interesting that his suit rips in sections, but there's no physical damage to his body in those sections either. It's all internal. Um, it's all just, yeah, internal. He has spider healing. He's, he's got internal webs holding his muscles. He's together. made of webs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's made of webs. Okay, interesting. Remember when they zoomed in on his finger last yeah. movie? I was about to say episode. And he has all these little, little spider legs. That's his body. <laughs> I also, <laughs> I do appreciate though that like you have this this moment of oh, if you want Spider Man, you're gonna have to go through us, and they all line up. And you know, some people would probably expect in like a good-hearted superhero movie, the villain to be like, "I'll get you next time, Spider Man." Um, like to actually you know, fight them. Y- y- Doc Ock was like, 
No, all right. I will right, go I'll through then. <laughs> I've got I've got these giant octopus arms, and you're just random people. <laughs> I will part you like the Red River. Red Sea. Uh, Red Sea. <laughs> I've read the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Prince of Egypt. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, clearly it's going to be the trans sequence. It's like everything leading up to it, even like the fight, like on the clock tower. That was part of it, wasn't it? Yeah, that was cool. I'll tell you what the worst part of this movie, though, is when, he, when that motherfucker drops Aunt fucking May. <laughs> She's like, oh! <laughs> it was so dumb. It looks so weird just to see that little granny just fall. <laughs> uh, but yeah, back on the... Uh, sorry, back on the train sequence. Like, I got, like... I, like, got emotional when he was, like, being carried through. Obviously, it was a movie I'd seen a bunch of times, but I haven't... I don't think I've seen it in, like, ten years or something. But yeah. Just, like, you know, they care. Although, why did they crowd surf him? through the train they could have like sort of carried him along the ground or something it seems to be it was like in hindsight it was very godlike i guess to have an image of him being passed through the people like yeah it's kind of very white savior kind of thing it's like yeah obviously yeah the uh yeah we had the khaleesi thing in game of thrones from a couple years back remember which was like crowd surfs over a bunch of slaves that was (laughs) not well received uh but yeah, I think there's a bunch of other cool sequences, obviously. I don't mind the fight with Aunt, Aunt May. I don't think, like, obviously, like some of her acting is like not super great in front of the green screen. It's just that part where she falls. Yeah, it's just the green screen where she falls. It's fucking got me. I, uh, I was, one of the random sublines that they try and put in, which kind of, once again, makes no sense when in conjunction with the original Spider-Man movies, at the end of the Spider-Man, you get the sense of like the whole of the average people of New York are very much behind. Spider-Man and what he's doing, yet you get to this movie and it, there's this new disdain or dislike for Spider-Man by the general people, even to the point it's of because, Aunt May doesn't know, like him. It's because like, the Daily Bugle's been spewing their propaganda. Propaganda, even. No, uh, <laughs> you, know, you, you can... You only have to look at America at the moment to know that that kind of stuff can affect people, so... <laughs> Did you say propaganda? Prop- I said propaganda pop- the first time. Propaganda, yeah, okay. And then I corrected myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will say the other cool shot was the Doctor Oz throwing the car through the, the cafe window. Yeah, that was the one I remembered. Like, you know, there's a couple shots I remember from the movie going mm. in before I watch it. It was like, you know, the train and um, the ending, just like him going into the water, like a couple images. That that slow motion sequence of the car coming through was one of the ones I was looking forward to, and it still held up. It was still a cool moment, I thought. Conversation before, it was kind of awkward as fuck, but... Um, so, I know you said two minutes ago you love me, but now you're saying you don't. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> like, make up your minds. My mind was playing trips. I'm thinking, like, MJ slaps this motherfucker right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all assumed that she was trying to kiss him to find out if he was Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. 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 That's why at the end she's like, I always had my, had my, um, I thought it was. There is, there is... There's the part where she um, kisses Jameson upside down as well, and I'm like, oh, boy, okay. Upside down kisses are uh, apparently where it's at. And so, ladies and gentlemen, listen to this podcast. If you want to know if you're dating your true love, kiss them upside down. No, if you want to date, know if you're dating Spider-Man, <laughs> kiss them upside down. It's the only way to know. I don't know. He seemed to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, but she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she enjoyed it the first time, so... 
Yeah. Interesting. Um, <laughs> I, another interesting thing I want to bring up, obviously, Peter telling Aunt May that, you know, he was there when Ben died. And, like, her reaction to that was kind of unexpected, I think. I think that is maybe a more realistic reaction, but at the same time, it's not a very Aunt May reaction. And I also think the movie kind of starts off really well with going to that point of being like Aunt May kind of having that reaction and everything, but then kind of shits the bed because the next time they speak, it's like, oh, no, don't worry about that. We're all good. It's like... Could have, like, explained it better. Have some kind of conversation, have some kind of, you know, reunion at that point of, of kind of talk through it and have some reconciliation don't just be like yeah you're fine peter you do i was you, just buddy. upset yeah yeah like it's all it's water under the bridge it's like, oh. over the dam apparently oh over the dam well if it's water over the she said she said both and then she said whatever it is which is a sentiment i can get behind, get behind. <laughs> <laughs> it's like i don't know what any of these things is um Anything else you guys want to bring up about Spider-Man 2? Yeah. Uh, um, we had that beautiful really moment of J.K. Simmons like being upset that you know Spider-Man wasn't was around going, anymore. Only for really Spider-Man to see his suit. <laughs> just the reaction of him. He's a thief! He's a menace! <laughs> <laughs> also, just the also some yeah. side of point. I can't remember if it... I don't think it's this movie. Oh no, it's it's the first movie, isn't it? Don't worry, don't worry. The quickest don't face-to-heel worry. turn in the history of wrestling. <laughs> J.K. Like, Simmons like, in this movie. I mean, he'll heal to face death. Heal to yeah, <laughs> yeah within, within a minute. <laughs> and then his, you know, his son gets uh, stood up on uh, on his wedding day, and his first reaction is make sure the uh, caterers don't don't open the caviar. It's a fair point. Caviars are expensive. I'm sure it's returnable. Um, can we also shout out the saddest person in this film? Um, what's her name again? James Franco, uh, Ursula, the the daughter of the landlord. Yeah. Ah, she just loves Peter. She's clearly in love with Peter, and he doesn't even notice. Yeah, and, and she, she has the landlord for her father. <laughs> Rent? She's the hero we we deserve, but not the one. We she get. doesn't get a happy ending. No. <laughs> Rent? She's probably the other side. She's probably like standing in the peephole. On the other side of the corridor, watching as MJ kind of comes in and they kiss and stuff, and her oh, heart his was door was, his door was open. So she's in three as well, right? I don't remember. I don't remember fucking barely anything about three. You know, here's my thing. Before we do three, ahead of next week's three, obviously a movie that I feel like we were all going to go into going, this is bad. I'm going to be honest. I hope I come out going. You know what? Maybe we all overreacted a little bit. So, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'll be surprised. I think I our like expectations are so low Yeah, that maybe we'll be surprised. Maybe. But at the same time, I'm still apprehensive about seeing Topher Grace as Eddie Brock. Alright, let us know what you thought of Spider-Man 2 uh, by going to explosion.com slash Twitter or jump to a Discord at explosion.com slash Discord. Uh, if you want to help us out here at All New Marvelcast, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts on Podchase or or tweet about the show, or tell your friends in person, you know, over a piece of pizza or something. You know that that that's the worst part. Is like Spider Man stole that piece of pizza, and then you assume 
He had to put it back in the in the the box with webs still attached. How long do you think he was like? How do you reckon he would have been there on time if he had have not had to put all the brooms back in the closet? Yes, I think that was the point. That's how I took it anyway. Good times. Uh, <laughs> if you thought this was episode was worth a dollar, and based on that last twenty seconds, why wouldn't you? Uh, head on over to explosion.com slash support and, you know, donate to our Kofi. Uh, alright. On our next episode of our Spider-Man rewatch, we'll be discussing Spider-Man 3. So make sure you watch that and join us next time for another all-new Marvel cast. Marvel.